Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool Merry Christmas, Todd. Oh, is it not Christmas yet? Then why is Cool 108 playing Christmas music all the time? Because that's what they do. That's their shtick. Where am I going to get my Twisted Sister fix? Or listen to REO Speedwagon for the umpteenth time? 93.7, the X. Well, gosh dang it. Let's go. I just called the X. I don't think they're the X. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Brian Oak back there. Hey, uh... Hey, well, we're here with Rock and Roll with you. Maybe we'll sing a Christmas song. But in the meantime, you've joined uh, us on Her Ice. This is uh, episode number four today. Uh, I'm along with Peter Odney. This is Todd Hoke, where we focus on uh, Minnesota girls high school hockey. We chat about players, games, topics, anything related to the coolest game on the earth. Christmas music. That is something like that. We're broadcasting, uh, podcasting, I'm sorry, live from Studio 1A here at the YHH home in beautifully sunny Bloomington, Minnesota, where her ice is probably sponsored by Sniper's Edge this week. Whose edge? Uh, well, it's not your edge. It's the not her edge. edge. It's Sniper's Edge. So if you're looking to be that sniper, uh, they, uh, Sniper's Edge has uh, many materials and shooting, facil- uh, shooting uh, products that are designed for tough impact uh, their tarps absorb regulation size pucks and slop shots. Uh, they can easily be rolled up and stored with, with one person alone. All by yourself, Peter. You can do it in your house, outside of your house, in your garage, in your basement, dry land, drywall friendly. Oh, my gosh. You can go any place with this. So put your phone down, young man. What? Get your tarp. Start shooting pucks. 100 pucks a day. Let's go. Who said I'm not looking at tarps right now on Amazon? You could be. Buying I want to be my beer league MVP. <laughs> Snipers. <laughs> Cyber was on Monday, so you're late. But anyway. Dang it. Hey, when you're looking for that Christmas gift for that sniper in your family, uh, go ahead and visit uh, snipersedgehockey.com for anything possible. I think they also believe they got some discounts going on right now for Christmas. So check them out. We always retweet their stuff on Twitter so they can get Check them out. All the dates. So, hey. Uh, let's jump right into the top 10. Uh, Peter is uh, exasperated sometimes I when he looks at the top 10. Half of he's excited about the other half. He's, um, he's not James. He's not Talon. But uh, right now he's going to just kind of go through his double A top 10 recap weekly. Go. Thanksgiving week feels like the week where half of the best girls players go play for Team USA. And some of these games just – you just assume that they don't count because a lot of teams are missing their best players. Thanksgiving weekend, a lot of teams didn't play, but we do have Forest Lake losing to Eastridge, unranked. Uh, surprising, yes. yes. Um, Surprise. Cause for worry, absolutely not. Forest Lake drops to drops in air quotes to number four, and there are a bunch of teams circling around the top ten. Elk River Zimmerman would be one, beating uh, Warroad and Rozo and Rozo who would have been in the top 10 had they Should beaten been. Elk River, right. beat YZ 6-5 to five mm. on the 29th. So Class 2A is all sorts of confusing, uh, but it doesn't compare to Class 1A, where honestly I'm just going to start ranking Breck at number one and not ranking anybody else because I'm tired of it. But let's say they're tired in a nice way because I, I, I sense some negativity and frustration. But It's not negativity. It's just confusion because as soon as I lock in bracket number one and I type my sentence, the Mustangs type, remain at number one. Type, type, type. I started type. thinking, uh, Warroad is too talented to drop any farther, and then it's just a mess. It's a mess from three all the way down. 
sloppy mess like the outside driveway and parking lot. But just getting sunny and blacktop soon. Here's my question. Who is some of those circumventing teams? Because like I said, you got your top ten, and there's got to be somebody that's just ready to pop up there and just snag a spot. Remember who's in 12, 13, somebody ready to pop up from the bottom 20? So I mentioned Elk River Zimmerman and Rozo, but there is a team that's hovering mm. around the top ten. That's what I'm looking for. Juicy. Apple Valley. Yes. Oh, hey. I I'm thinking about Apple Valley in the top 10. Let's go crazy. These rankings are all subjective. Yes. Why not have a little fun with it? Apple Valley 7-1. We'll get to them a little uh, a little later on. Yeah, that's a, that's called a tease right there. They have there. a legit shot to get out of 3AA this year. They do. And it's a three-headed monster that's going to help them get to there. Yeah. We'll <laughs> keep with that three number, shall we? Um, all right, well, let's slide over to the single A. How about that single A? I, I think everybody pretty much stayed intact. I know you're still hovering around, it's not really a top 10 at this juncture, even though we're three, four weeks into the season. Well, I was ready to pump Matamidi all the way up to number three, but then they went ahead and lost to Simley. Uh, three nothing, a loss, not something to you know lose your hair over, but only getting 10 shots oh. against a Simley team. I've still got my hair. Uh, that'll probably drop him out of the top five. Hey, Simley was beat by Bloomi my Bloomington Jefferson Jaguars oh, in overtime in their house. That so. doesn't make me feel any better about where I ranked Matamita. But Simley is – i they're a sneaky team. We're going to talk about some other sneaky, sneaky teams. But they are kind of a sneaky – like they're not blowing away teams because you're not going to have them on your radar. Like, oh, my God, they're my top 10, top 20, top 15. They could but, go the entire season without scoring more than five goals. But you know what? If you give up only four per game, then you're going to be undefeated. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. All right, let's talk about some games. Uh, we had a kind of a weird weekend. Not only did we have the Turkey Day, but then we had the the blizzard that came through the two one eight area code and hammered Duluth and hammered St. Paul. No, oh, I'm sorry. You have a question? Yes. I do. Peter I need in the back. to retract my statement because Simley did score five goals. They Richard. beat Minnehaha five to nothing on November nineteenth. They could go the entire season without scoring six goals. Okay, I'm done interrupting. So with all those games that we had some postponements, it was probably average about mm, between five and seven postponements per night. The after the Thanksgiving mini break, some played on that day, so Friday, Saturday. So we want to focus on our four games, which were kind of some games, and actually three of them were last night because it was some really big matchups. Let's start with the first one. That first one that kind of caught my attention uh, was that Anoka. Uh, Spring Lake Park uh, Maple Grove game. Reason why that was such a, a big one in my mind because not only did Maple Grove kind of hold on to that one and was one of the YHH uh, stars of the night because of a, I uh, hope I say this right, Tristana Tater. Tater. Just skate with Tater Tot. Tater Tot. Oh, she doesn't hate me because I love Tater Tots. <laughs> it's my favorite potato in the whole America. I'd be willing to bet that that's not the first time that prob- said that. Probably not. She puts a Tater up there. But anyway, uh, she had a hat trick last night in the uh, Crimson's 4 3 victory over. Um, Maddie, Mashuga, and Anoka. I, I like to call them Anoka. I'm not sure how many Spring Lake Park girls are on that team. But uh, Mashuga is Anoka gal. And the big thing about that one that I was impressed was the fact that Mashuga herself had a hat trick. So Anoka had three goals, and she had all three of them. And then uh, Tater had the, 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 the game winner, basically. So she scored uh, in the third period, making it 4-2. Mashuga scored uh, late in the third, make it 4-3. But uh, with the key about that one is Maple Grove stays undefeated. They're seven zero and one, so they're uh, sitting on top of the Northwest Suburban. So uh, the Crimson are staying right there. They're a powerful team. Uh, they lost uh, Lucy Morgan last year to due to graduation, but um, they have not lost a step. And uh, and with um, Tater leading the pack there with the Crimson, uh, keep an eye on them. So that was one of our games of the week. 
Peter, what's another game last week that last night that was kind of a eye popper, or just we were expecting to be a big game, and did it turn out to be a big game it over did there in Braemar? To be a big game. Uh, six to one is a little bit of a misleading score, according to the Tony Scott, who was in attendance last night. He said, mm. and I quote, "The bleep bleep bleep." It was the closest six to one game I've ever seen. So six to one win for Edina over Breck. Uh, not a terrible game for Breck. They put 24 shots on former Mustang goaltender Uma Cornea, who did Uma things, stopping 23 of 24. Uh, Hannah Chorsky had a big game for the Hornets, two goals and four points. Um, yeah, not a horrible loss for Breck. It, you could do, you could certainly do worse than uh, losing six to one to the three-time defending Class 2A state champions. Very much so. Uh, do you think when she comes up, they play uh, Uma Thurman by uh, Fall Out Boy? No. Act like Uma Thurman? Dance like Uma Thurman? No. I wish they would because I love that song. <laughs> I love Fall Out Boy. I'd like to go to their concert next next summer. Uh, Wishful thinking. I know. It would be such a good concert. Them and Green Day and Weezer. I mean, it's a trifecta of rock and roll that is just going to blow Trifecta of everything that I loved in 2003. Oh, I know, and I love it in, in 2019. I'll love it in 2020. <laughs> I'll listen to it in 2021. I don't care. Hey, another big game that you should probably pay attention to uh, was a big matchup yesterday between Benilde and the Skippers of Minnetonka. They played out there in Skipperland, and the Skippers were uh, – the victorious team in that one by the score of 6-1. to one. Uh, Not a big matchup as we thought it was. Actually, first period was actually uh, 0-0, uh, but then Tonka Elson uh, got going, as you would. Lacey Martin got the first goal. She also got the fourth goal in that one. And uh, with the four four goals, second period, kind of put in over uh, in cruise control, and then they won, went on to a 6-1 victory. It's a little bounce back from Minnetonka after losing to Andover. Yes, very much so. Uh, yeah, but but still, let's uh, give some credit to Benildas. Um, we had them a couple weeks ago. We talked about there's up-and-coming teams, and there's coming teams. And Benildas is one of the, they're coming, so you better be ready. Uh, <laughs> but it was kind of surprising that Olivia Hay got kind of shut out uh, on that squad. Um, and also was, uh, the uh, Podine, Anna Podine got shot out as well. So uh, kudos to Minnetonka and their defense. Uh, a couple of players that did have big games was Rory uh, Gilday, who had uh, two assists, and Lacey Martin, who we spoke about before, had the two goals in the second period that pushed uh, Tonka in the right direction and got them to the victory. So kudos to Skippers. Uh, Blake. Beats Proctor Hermantown six to two in our final game of the week. Another good first period for the Bears. They've only allowed three goals in the first period out of nineteen total goals allowed this season. Wow. The Bears seem to be hitting their stride as we uh, get past Thanksgiving, heading into Christmas. They'll play, I believe, four of their next five games at home before entering the Herb Brooks Holiday Classic, formerly the Schwans. I'm excited about that being. I, I like that it's being called now the Herb Brooks. I I love that. As if we don't have enough things in Minnesota named after Herb Brooks. Well, how many tournaments do you? Here's th- this coffee cup. Do we want to name it the Herb Brooks Coffee well, Cup? Well, that could be Herb Brooks' daughter on the There's side. There's a stick on the ground out there. Do you want to call it the Herb Brooks Memorial Stick? Or how many times? There's Mariucci Classic, and how many great things has Mariucci done for the state of Minnesota and a jillion? So. You have to – he is one of the – well, that should be another topic there. The Mount Rushmore <laughs> of Minnesota. Of Minnesota hockey? Yes. It's Kurt Giles, Sammy Reber, and everybody else. Stop. <laughs> That's only he live in the southwest corner. And I'm pretty sure that folks over Minnetonka are going to shoot that down or add about three more faces as best they can. All right. Uh, we're going to do something a little different we haven't done before. We're going to focus on a conference. Uh, we've spoken about this conference before. 
Uh, and the reason I want to bring it up is because it just seems like there's conferences out there which has one or two teams which are just dynamite, and then the rest of the teams in the conference, unfortunately, are not as strong. Uh, and so the conference we're speaking about is the South Suburban Conference, uh, south of 494, actually south of Minnesota River. And a lot of these teams here, they basically are, I think we talked about them a couple times, a couple weeks ago, I should say. We were speaking about Shakopee and how they've come out to a strong start. Uh, at the time we talked about Shakopee, they were 3-0. Uh, currently, Shakopee is now sitting at 5-1, but 5-1 is not bad. And the crazy thing about that is they're 4-1 within the conference. So the South Suburban's becoming a conference where you basically are just beating each other up. And mm-hmm. we and they got a lot of teams in there, but there's not really a doormat, if you would. They're just a lot of decent teams. There might be some. Yeah, there's couple. not a doormat anymore. No, <laughs> but what I'm saying is there's a lot of teams within there that are just slowly beating each up. Uh, for example, like last night's score. Here's here's an example of how the games went. Lakeville South per se got upset, if you would, mm-hmm. uh, by Eastview five four. Shakopee beats Rosemont four nothing. Burnsville ties Egan, and Burnsville has been up and down this year. They've had a couple games that appeared really well, and then they got a couple games that got beat. Uh, they had a big game against Rosemont, and then they tied Egan last night. And Egan has kind of slipped a little bit this year, but they're not, again, they're not a doormat whatsoever. Um, and within that conference, they have, you know, they go to point system, two points for a win, you know, no points for a loss, blah, blah, blah. But you have Apple Valley and Shakopee and Lakeville South, which are on top of four wins. Then you got Rosemont with three wins, and then you have Farmington, Eastview, Lakeville South with two. So, and then right behind them is Burnsville and Egan, both with one each in the conference. So, right there, I don't say parity, but it's, I've talked a lot here. Peter, tell me what your thoughts about that South Suburban. Right now I'm looking at the South Suburban. I see six teams that could win their respective sections and go on to the state tournament. They have the luxury of one playing in the South Suburban, so you play a lot of the same teams twice. So you have film on every other team in the conference. And True. two, most of the teams play in either section one or section three. Both of those sections are winnable. Now that so Lakeville's done dominating, I suppose, for the most part. Lakeville South absolutely has a chance to go to state out of Section 1. And Egan's run is, I don't know if it's over, but it is slowed sur- down. It's, t- it's slowing down it's a slowing little bit. Down. So there's more parity in the South Suburban, and there's more parity in Sections 1 and 3. So Apple Valley's got a shot. Shakopee, Lakeville South, Rosemount, Farmington, Eastview. Lakeville North is 2-6 and six right now, but you can never count the Panthers out in Section 1 AA. So it, it should be an exciting group of teams all the way through February. And and give, and giving some love out there. Prior Lake uh, got their first victory of the eve, of the season last night. So not saying they're going to run the course, but you never know. You get one win. You, f- you taste victory, and now you want to keep on going forward. They could pull a St. Louis Blues. They could. At Maybe one they point of the season, they were last they in the league. they pulled up a U15 goalie, and all of a sudden, there she is, and she's going to take him to the promised land. But anyway, uh, not only – so the fun thing about this is when we get ready for these podcasts, we say, oh, I'd love to start you – know, we talked about something a couple weeks ago, and then I'm like, hey, I'd like to revisit that. And then I start revisiting the South Suburban. I'm like, holy mackerel, it really is a tight bunch so many opportunities. I mean, there's conferences where there's two teams, and you can go, well, guess what? We're fighting for the, the eight or the ninth seed when it comes section time. <laughs> but this one is filled. And then on top of that, me and Peter are peeking at this, and we're looking at this a little bit of research and say, well, yeah, Shakopee, and revisiting the idea. All of a sudden, who slaps us in the face and says, hey, we are number one in the conference, and we're heck and heck a season? That is the Apple Valley Eagles. Call. 
Ah. So let's talk about them for a little bit, and then we're going to break it down just a little bit for you. So Apple Valley themselves are 7-1 the season. The only loss ahead was to Eden Prairie last Saturday night. They lost at Eden Prairie 3-1. So losing to Eden Prairie, only 3-1. There was a time where Eden Prairie would have smoked Apple Valley. Smoked them like a cheap cigar. But not today. Uh, so that's a kudos. So I don't want to say there's seven, you know, they're seven one, and that's a there's an asterisk by that one because <laughs> losing to a uh, you know top six team in Peter's rankings, they got a you know Ian Prairie is number number six right now. Mm-hmm. So why are they so good this year? Well, <laughs> big piece is called the Moran Sister the Sledge Moran Clan or the three headed monster that we kind of teased before. So they have three sisters on the uh, Apple Valley squad. There's Michaela, there's Mandy, and Marie. And they are all doing amazing things. First, they're the top scoring points of the entire team. Michaela is the leader with 12. She's got five, seven goals and uh, five assists. What's amazing about Michaela? She is a seventh grader. Yep. Mandy is 11th <laughs> grader. Marie, I love Marie just because it's a family name in our house. Uh, Marie is a ninth grader. So the Moran sisters are doing amazing things, and, and it, maybe it's that one year that Apple Valley, everything's clicking, but right now they're definitely clicking. So within that, Michaela's got 12 points, Mandy's got 11, and Marie's got 10 to lead the Brown Eagles, as we say, over in the District 6 when we used to play them all the time. And it, it felt a little bit like when the Morans were coming up through youth hockey that the deck was kind of stacked against Apple Valley. They hadn't had a lot of sustained success. Um, last year was a solid year, but previously it hadn't been um, – considered a high-quality team. They lose their head coach, who took the head coaching job at Minnetonka. Right. A lot in flux with the program, but they've managed to hang on to a very, very talented young core, and I think that's a testament to the people in and around the Apple Valley Association. Plus, they're also kind of phasing out because it was a couple of years ago when they combined finally with Burnsville because they were doing that combo. They were comboing at certain levels, and they comboed at the, and they co-opted at the girls' level, so they became the Firehawks, the BAV, if you would, and so these <laughs> girls are part of the probably I would say at least uh, Mandy and Marie are probably part of the old Apple Valley Association. Michaela was probably a Firehawk last year. She I can was. safely say that. Um, so and then another key cog we want to make sure because we love giving goalie love, even though neither one of us have played the position. <laughs> but goalies get zero love whatsoever. But the I played goalie in mites. Yeah, but but uh, Kenny Allen, who is a goalie for Apple Valley, she's playing all eight games. Uh, she's got all the victories, and she has got a save percentage of 9.43. She has one shot at what the goal is a lot of 1.37. So, Apple Valley, keep the wings moving. Wings up. You are doing great things, and we'll check on you in a couple weeks and see if you are still flying high. Uh, a couple still teams, speaking high. of flying high, let's, let's revisit a couple teams that we talked about, and this is going to be a really quick snap. Uh, again, with the break last week and the craziness of – uh, the tournaments we had last weekend with YHH, we had the Gobbler that started on Wednesday night. We had the high school opener, which was Friday, Saturday. So that's why we took a break, obviously the holiday too, but we took a break from her ice. Uh, the four teams that we talked about last a couple weeks ago, they were quick starts. We want to see where they're at right now. This is a quick spoof. We talked about Shockaby before. Two weeks ago they were 3-0. We liked them a lot. Guess what? They're 5-1, so they keep flying at the level they are, even though their Sabres don't fly. But anyway, uh, we talked about Maple Grove is another one. They were 3-0-1 when we spoke to you last about them. They're now, as we said earlier in the broadcast podcast, they are 7-0-1. They keep chugging along. Hutchinson Hutch. on, on top of the North Wright County, not technically by their conference record, 
but they are six to one tied with. Um, oh, my brain just turned off for a sec. Perennial power, Hutchinson. Per- <laughs> Perennial power. Uh, they are tied with. Uh, they're in the right county is where they're at. They are tied with. Um, Mount West Tonka for six and one oh. on the season. If you look for overall best records, and they were circle that date on the calendar. You, sh- Mount West you should, yes. Even though shows Delano Rockford is number one because they have one victory, <laughs> uh, but uh, but Hutchinson also has a conference win. So another team that the, it's a surprise team. We talked about Simley a little bit before, but that Anoka Spring Lake Park team was three and three a couple weeks ago. They're now five and four. Uh, they're definitely a team you want to keep your eye on. They did lose to Maple Grove last night, four to three, with the Mashuga machine. So they're not going to be outstanding. Uh, they're in a tough conference there in the Northwest Suburban with the high flying Huskies. But I probably should keep your eye on those Anokas because I think they're going to be down the road. They're going to be a team we're going to be bringing up once, twice, if not three times. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky Panthers. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky Lake Park. Awesome. All right, so let's let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, we want to talk about something that maybe has been on top of our mind or something that's uh, fogged our cage <laughs> a little been, bit. It's been on top of your mind. I know it's been that. on top of my mind. Well, so this is going to be a perfect world because sometimes me and Peter, the way we talk about hockey is I will talk about it from a parental side or I'll talk it from a uh, this is what I see. And sometimes Peter becomes the, the – the voice of reason going, well, have you looked at this? Have you looked at this? Here's what's going on. I've talked to Minnesota State High School League officials, blah, blah, blah. So this is what's fogging my cage a little bit today. I look in the box score, and I've seen some teams have beat teams 13 nothing, 11 nothing. All right, I get it. You're a powerhouse. You're in a weaker conference. You're, the conferences are not like South Suburban where your conference may have one or two super teams, and then you have bottom dwellers. you got teams that just don't have quite the talent. You're out of the same – it's geographically you're in the right conference. Last night, Stillwater won by the score of 16-3. to I go, 16-3. to Do you really feel like you need to put 16 goals up on the board to just destroy a team such as Irondale-St. Anthony? So from a drive-by perspective, you see 16-3, you're like, come on. Come on. So talk me off the ledge. Talk me off the glass because I want to jump on the ice and say, hey, I know it's running time. We don't need to score any more goals. Talk me off the glass. Do you want to put padding on sharp corners too? So that no, it's rounded. No, it's rounded. So I they just, don't hurt themselves. At the very top of the around. glass, I can hold on to it. And there's no sharp edges because they're. What do you What do you want them to do? It's already running time. What do you, you want them to sit there and hold the puck like in basketball? You want them to run the clock all the way down? Coaches have protocols in place for games like this. I promise you that there is something. There's an edict coming from the bench saying. You got to make three passes before you shoot. You got to make four passes before you shoot. I think this is a bigger deal if Stillwater was a a more well. I don't want to say established because they used to be the ish back in the day. But if Stillwater was coming off, you know, five state tournament appearances, I think this would be a bigger deal, and I think they would catch a lot more flack for it. But Stillwater is a building program. This is a game that they could point to down the road, saying, "Hey, we were able to score four times in the third period." So if they're down 4 nothing to a team in the future in the third period, they can say, hey, we can score four times in the third period. We Neither of us were at the game. It could have been one of those games where you know, it looks bad from a box score perspective, but maybe Irondale-St. Anthony hurt themselves. Giving up pucks in the slot, giving up breakaways. It doesn't look like they took uh, any bad penalties. It looks like Stillwater only had three power plays. But I just I don't, I don't see any reason to um, – jump on 
pile on Stillwater. They scored 16 goals. It's not the most that's ever been scored in a game, and nope. it, it won't be. Here's another example. And, again, I'm just bringing up a point where sometimes you're not going to be running all your all-star, all-stars or art from a box, box score perspective because it rekindled my thought. So last night, Jamie Nelson scored five goals for Andover. Mm-hmm. They destroyed. Uh, they played Robinsdale, Armstrong, Cooper, 11 nothing. Yikes. Who scored the 11th goal? At the 10:47 mark of the third period, Jamie Nelson. Why is Jamie oh. Nelson on the ice? At <laughs> I was going to was going to guess somebody else. At Jamie Nelson, why is she scoring goal number five? Why is she on the ice at 10:47 in the third period when you're already shellacking a team 10 to nothing? Because you can't just run out lines two and three. Then they get tired. I'm sure they probably got four lines. It, it doesn't matter who scored. It could have been player X who scored the goal. I know, but. But some, but at the same time, like you'll see, like an NFL is a good one. Like you're killing a team like 35 to two after three quarters. Why is your star running back in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Why is your Why are you taking a chance of your star running back or quarterback in a 42 nothing ball game in the fourth quarter? Why is he? Why the first there? line might have been out there to give the third line a break. Maybe there was an injury in the game that we don't know about yet. Maybe somebody broke a skate lace. Maybe somebody lost their mouth guard. I mean, there there's so many other factors that could have contributed to her being on the ice. Okay. So it's food for <laughs> it's it's food for thought because we jumped into it going, is it a bad conference? Is it a lack of the strong non-conference? And then you just see these. We had a twenty-minute conversation about the Northwest Suburban Conference. We did. We do an, I think we said this two weeks ago. We could do an entire podcast about conferences and how they need to be realigned. Realign. Anyway. I think so. I think that's a great point. All right. Well, uh, you didn't talk to me off the glass, but I, I see your point. And, but hopefully that there's other folks hey, out there. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me try to talk you off the glass again. When your daughter and her friends made a run to the state tournament, uh, was it six years ago? Uh, 12 views? 2015. Did oh, you beat any team 10 to nothing? Nope. Are you serious? Yep. The biggest score we had that year was 5-1. Kid you not. Well, it looks I, like you're I, jumping off the glass because I'm <laughs> done negotiating. <laughs> it was. I kid you not. Biggest score we had was 5-1. That was the biggest goal differential of the entire season. We just didn't score a lot of goals. We, we were beating teams 3-2, 2-1, I mean, it was just just didn't really have a lot of offensive scoring. We had good goal team and we had good defense. Defense oh. wins championships, bro. I lost a game 16-1 to as a peewee. It's tough. It, it's it's tough, and and again, it's you know you see it from a you see it from the box score, and you're like, seriously, sixteen three, what the heck? And nobody's gonna dive into it like you and I will dive into it. But if you're scrolling along Twitter, you just see, I mean, and 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 I do give some kudos to Stillwater because they could have pounced on that and said, hey, it won't break down. Who got the goals? Who got the assists? Oh my gosh, great oh, game! Oh gosh, that they did not. Oh. They did not. They just simply said, okay, here's the score. We're gonna say a couple words about it, and we're gonna move on. So they didn't they didn't brag about it. Mira obviously has got the girls going the right direction. They got Josie St. Martin, who's doing great things for them. I think she got two goals last night. That's the other thing. They have a bunch of young players that you you don't want to hold them back right now. No, you don't want to hold them back. And and I get the other side of it too. If I was on a team that was on third line, or I, if I was on second line for that much, and all the scoring's on that first line, and I have an opportunity to, to bury a puck, I don't care what the score is. I want to get in the scoring column because I'm not going to get these chances again. So I, I get that. And I've also been on my kids' teams where the other side of it where it's like, oh, my gosh, it's 8 nothing, it's 9 nothing. Do I have to hear the horn again? It's, <laughs> you know, it's it's that, that part of it where you're like, seriously. Um, so uh, 
so I, I've seen it from both sides. I've not seen it much more from the, the plus 16 side. But, you know, from the other side of it, you just get frustrated when you're like, come on, come on, just lay off the horses. I know you can't just stop the game and go like, oh, guess what? It's over. Running time helps a lot. Third period, I know that helps a lot. That's why YHH is great because we just go, anytime, five goals. We're not going to make this any worse than it really We've is. We've had complaints about that, though, which is hilarious because the best response is, I don't know, keep it within five. Yeah, all you can say is well, you, ha- you have the power to stop the clock. True. You do. You do. All right. I have the power right now to just uh, to uh, slowly. Redirect this boat. Redirect it. Just kind of clean off the, the cage a little bit. So Turn this can. boat around. So uh, it's out there. And so um, hopefully there's a solution out there. Is that really, <laughs> there's not really a solution, just more of a debate. So I guess not a really good way to really end it. So we'll just stop right there. So let's talk about <laughs> some players last night that had good games. Usually we have a players of the week, which I always get excited because I try to find some players that had unbelievable, like, holy cow, you know, he has 60 save. Um, but we didn't really have unbelievable because we had all the snow postponed games, so there wasn't amazing stat collections from since the last time we talked to you. So I wanted to focus on players that had great games last night, especially all the hat tricks. So we had, I believe, those five hat tricks. So let me go through them real quick here. Um, so as we said, we said a couple of them before, we'll re-mention one more time because we want to put all the Hatties together. Uh, we had Tristana Tater, who had a hat trick yesterday for Maple Grove in their win. On the other side, Maddie Mashuga, who had a hat trick for Anoka Spring Lake Park. Uh, in the Wyzetta game, Sloan Matthews, uh, she had a hat trick along with an assist in, in Wyzetta 6-2 victory over uh, Champlain Park Coon Rapids. So kudos to Sloan. Another gal that we've talked about once or twice has been Claire Vecic. Uh, from Grand Rapids Greenway, they had a 11-2 victory over Eveleth Gilbert last night. She had a three-goal game in addition to her one assist. Uh, the Texas Hattie goes to Olivia Williamson uh, in a f- uh, 6-1 victory over Mankato East for the Faribault Falcons. She was our YHH number one star of the night. Texas Hattie's four goals for those unaware. Yes, right. And the nice thing about that, too, is six goals and she scored four of them. So it's not like, you know, you score three goals in an 11-0 game. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we talked about her once before, but Jamie Nelson, she had five goals and one assist in Andover's 11-0 victory over Armstrong Cooper. Uh, two gals got assist tricks last night, which in the business, that's a three-assist <laughs> evening. Playmaker patch. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Rachel Golnitz for uh, Forest Lake. She had three, uh, one goal and three assists and Forest Lake 6-0 victory over Park Cottage Grove. And Taylor Nelson up there in the uh, Cloquet Esco Carlton. Uh, in their 11-0 victory over North Shore, she had a goal and three assists. So those are our dishers of the night. Wow. All wow. right. We're moving along. We're going to keep trucking. We're getting to that favorite part of Cruising. The, the podcast, which is asking Peter three questions. Hit me. That he has been. Slap me. Kick yeah, me. I can do that. Break right. my teeth. First question, Peter, what are your thoughts about third jerseys? I don't like them. How come? I don't care for them. I think Why? that's completely ridiculous because I always played for programs where having two jerseys was kind of a luxury. You took care of your two jerseys. We never had a third jersey. We didn't have a ton of off-ice swag. I just I don't I don't get it. it. Couldn't that money be spent somewhere else? Probably. How about the pros or the college? Are you down for that or that's still with with the pros? I think they're fun. I think kids love them with the colleges. I think that it's a nice opportunity to – okay, I take back the high school one. There was a third jersey for Forest Lake last year. Oh, the and Stars it was and their, Shoulders? 
no, 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 for girls. It was a salute to military night. Yeah, that one. So they had uh, camo. Yeah, the camo. Camo jerseys. I think that's pretty cool. It helped raise money for, um, I believe, for VAs across the state. I think it was. I'll have to check my notes. But the third jerseys where it's just a weird variation on blue. Come on. (laughs) Why? Why? It just Why? seems like such a waste of time. Understandable. All right. Well, we talk about that. St. Thomas had their they had a third jersey on. on I don't know how I feel about them Friday. Either. Anyway, I thought it was kind of cool. It was something different. And I'm not a big St. Thomas guy, so um, Danny Ryan. All right. Second question for Peter: Have you ever had or have you ever made a citizen's arrest? No. What? What? <laughs> what? When would I have made a citizen's arrest? You're 20 plus years old. You never know. You maybe took the hand and the law into your hands, or somebody was being law on uh, was breaking the law, and you took it upon yourself to rectify the situation. And just saying, "Hey, stop breaking into my car." Does that count? Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's a citizen's arrest, but I've yelled at people to stop breaking into my car. Well, a, a friend of ours, the guy pulled up at 7:30 yesterday morning, and guy was going to steal a snowblower, and he's like. That's not my snowblower. It's like, no, I'm just going to do a service on your – you're due for a service on your snowblower. It's like, no, I'm not. And the guy jumped in his truck, and then gentleman's like, no, you're not taking my – I'm going to gonna I'm gonna follow you. So he followed up, got his license, and the guy was arrested. So That I is just, awesome. It just made me think of whether you had a citizen's arrest in your lifetime. Do you think that was worth it for that guy to steal oh, the snowblower? Oh, he was jacked up last night. Right? <laughs> he was so – like, he was ready to go. He was fired up. No, I mean the guy who stole it. Oh, he's just is it worth it? He's just a dumb butt, is what he is. You're being that stupid. I mean, he's done it before. Like he had a towel on his license plate when he he drove up. And this is seven thirty in the morning. Actually, reminds me of a funny story. I, you know what? I think we have time for it because this is our podcast. It is our podcast. Uh, there is a certain. I heard this through the grapevine. I don't. It's it's true, but I don't have any like concrete proof. Sure. There's a certain high school that. Uh, they rolled into a sporting goods store, and they decided to just bum rush the store, run in, and steal hockey sticks. Ooh. So they stole a ton of hockey sticks, and hockey sticks, $200, $300, thousands of dollars in sticks. They threw them into cars and the backs of pickups and peeled out of the lot. Here's the problem. They used duct tape to cover the license plate. If you press duct tape down, you can still read the outlines. They were caught and apprehended. Mm. Boom. Roasted. Roasted. <laughs> LOL. All right, third question. Are you more of a uh, and a hockey score? Are you more of a I like a 2-1 game or a 1-0 game? Or a, you like those barn burners, 9-8, 7-6? From which perspective? Fan, parent, coach, reporter? Fan. As a fan? Yeah. yeah. I like the uh, I like the high-scoring games. As a coach, uh, no. <laughs> not a, not at all. I would rather win a game 1-0 than 9-8, and I'd rather win a game 1-0 than 2-1. And if a score happened to be something like six to three, I'd rather win three to nothing. Okay, good question. I like high scoring, but I like the higher the score, the more content. It yeah, definitely, especially when it's juicy and it's like that third period is like back and forth, back and forth, like a heavyweight fight. Right, back and forth. You get two, two back and forth. All right. Well, uh, speaking of that, I I got to grab some water. This has been a heavyweight <laughs> battle between two uh, brainiacs, or at least one smart guy and one guy that's taken too many heads, shots to the head. Uh, but first of all, I'd like to thank Peter for his uh, his knowledge today, his insight. And Thanks for having me. And his craw. craw. It was nothing to craw, but we, we got in there somehow, some way. <laughs> uh, this is Todd Houck. I'd like to thank you for listening to Her Ice because it's not his ice. Uh, so take care of yourself and each other. We'll talk to you next time. 
Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool